Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to Season 3 of the Geek Girls Universe Podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, it's Jana. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Today, we are talking about Moon Knight Episode 4. Yes, I know, we have been so excited to talk about this one with you guys, basically since the start of Moon Knight. So, the race to Amit statue comes to an end with a massive showdown that ends with some familiar faces and a lot of questions. I mean, a lot of questions. What's real? What's fake? We have some thoughts. But first, if you're new here or you haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, The Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So here's your spoiler warning. If you have not watched episode four of Moon Knight, watch it, come back, listen, you know the drill. Anyway, uh, we are ready to chat episode four. Ashley has got a breakdown per the huge. And mm, it was so, so good and even better than the screener <laughs> because... You guys may or may not know this, but a lot of times when we get the screeners, they're not flushed out with like all the graphics. They're not perfectly ready for us. They're just, you know, they're a screener. So sometimes they're just not perfect. Um, And the episode live always has everything there and ready. And it's just mm, so, so good. Mm -hmm. I actually haven't watched it yet, like the the live version. So I'm excited (laughs) to see it. And, you know, see where they, because you could definitely tell in the certain spots in oh, the yeah. screener where I was like, okay, this clearly isn't 100% finished. But even without it being 100% finished, we told you episode four was the episode that our jaws dropped. It's the episode all the critics, honestly, I think we're freaking out about on Twitter. It's a big game changer. If you're a comic fan, it's not as it wasn't as surprising that it went that way, but it was still super exciting. Uh, if you're a non-comic fan, don't worry. We got you. We'll explain it to you. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We're all going to be okay. So, yeah. Uh, are we, though? Or wait, I mean, who's going to be okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm not okay until next week. I just, and, uh. and you know, between episode four and five, I mean, that was the ones Oscar Isaac called out, right, in his yeah. During the press days of like, these are the ones that you need to know. <laughs> like, these are the mm-hmm. ones that are the big, the big ones. So, I mean, we're just getting a taste, right? With the end of this episode. I cannot wait to see oh, a whole episode so devoted to this madness. Dude. And, oh, it's so good. So, yeah. Episode four, The Tomb, appropriately named. So, uh-huh. yeah, they they make it. They make it to where Amit's statue is hidden and some things go down. So let's talk about it, shall we? So we've got Conchu uh, statue, right? It gets added to this wall. But let's talk about this wall for a hot uh, second. <laughs> for real. Because um, that wall was not very empty. <laughs> no, not at all. So if we want to go back and nerd out a little bit about episode one, the Ennead is supposed to have nine. Clearly, this Ennead group is missing a few already, okay? Now we've got this wall, and this wall has other statues in it. So we add Khonshu. There's nine other ones. You can say there's ten other ones if you want to count Amit. She's not on the wall. That's the whole point, right? They're after her statue. Um, 
So who are these other ones? Well, Anubis sticks out pretty clearly. He's he's easy to spot on the wall. He's the one with the jackal head. Um, but oh, like who else have they imprisoned? And why did they imprison them? These are the things we want to know, right? Mm-hmm. So many questions. Lots of questions about that and what that could mean at the end if they all get released. Because maybe Mark releases Conchu. I mean, I feel like he's going to release Conchu, but maybe Mark also releases the other ones. And what's going to happen when they all come out to play? I don't know. <laughs> it could be a little crazy. Just saying. And, you know, side note, if you want to be, you know, I don't know, again, nerdy, the Egyptian deities in the MCU chill out in an adjacent dimension from Earth where the Olympian gods also hang out. They all have like their little separate. Think of it as like a neighborhood. They each have a neighborhood in this other <laughs> dimension pocket. So, I mean, we all, and we're getting the Greek gods and Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, there's lots of connections. That's all, I'm, that's all I'm saying. There's lots of connections to be had. All right. Steven is laying unconscious in the sand, which is really bad because Harrow's crew is after them. Layla's trying to save them. She blows up a truck. She wants Mark to take over because we've all agreed, right? If it's a life or death situation, Stephen is not our is not the man for the job. We need Mark, but Stephen refuses. Yeah. Well, okay then, Stephen. He refuses. He talks about how they make a deal. They had made a deal since Conchu's out of the picture that now Stephen gets the body, and Mark's in the mirror going, "Yeah, but look, that was not the deal. Like Conchu's not out of the picture. We're all vulnerable. Layla's in trouble." No, no, no. Steven's like, it's cool. It's cool. Um, They arrive at the tomb where Amit's uh, statue is buried. And Arthur's men are already there. Layla and Steven take some supplies. And they miss all the bloody mummification tools and boxes that just happen to be in that camp as well. This is why it's important, kids, to be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> A little <laughs> ominous. <laughs> When a mummification tool, it's not rusty. It's been used recently. You might, uh, you just, you just might want to pay attention. I'm just, I mean, it's a life lesson, right? Let's just, let's be clear. Uh, Steven and Layla kiss and Mark takes control long enough to punch himself in the face. And I died. That was so funny. <laughs> Did you hear Steven he go, uh-oh, bam! <laughs> And then he fell down the opening and I was like, I'm dead. I'm so dead. <laughs> I was dying. I died. Like Stephen had a split second to be like, oh crap. You know, <laughs> it's just like uh -huh. bam, in the face. Well, don't kiss his wife, Stephen. You guys are technically separate identities. Not cool, friend. All right. Inside the tomb, Layla reveals what we kind of already know, that her father died during an archaeological mission. She doesn't know the details. She just knows that he died. She finds bullet shells in the sand. Again, here's another red flag. So we've got the red flag outside that they missed. Now we've got bullet shells in the sand of this yeah. tomb. What are they shooting at? I mean, she does yeah. say that, right? She's like, what, yeah. what would they be yeah, shooting at? What would they be shooting at, at in here? Huh. But like Gee, for me, I'd be more like, um, what were they shooting at? It's time to leave. Like, <laughs> Yes, yes. Yes. Immediately followed by, let's peace out. Bye. Yeah. We are not equipped to handle 
whatever this is, because I've seen enough movies. See, here's where my Peter Parker would come in and I'd be like, look, guys, I've seen this movie before. It's called The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. (laughs) And guess what? The bullets don't kill them because they're already undead. (laughs) I've seen this film before and I'm exiting out the side door. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Steven figures out that the maze, the tomb itself is a maze in the shape of the Eye of Horus um, and that Ahmed's avatar must have been a pharaoh, right? There's a lot of wealth here. Uh, in the next room, now they do see the stuff this time. In the next room, there's an altar with the canopic jars. Those are the jars that uh, the priests would place the organs in when they mummified a body. They are fresh. Okay, that blood is bright red. It's fresh. Okay, It only took them the third big red flag to figure out that, oh, maybe this isn't cool. <laughs> maybe we're in trouble. Yes, so mm-hmm. there's blood on the altar. There's clearly body parts inside those jars. Um, so there's Heka priest drawings on the walls. Heka was the god of magic and medicine in ancient Egyptian mythology. Also, so let's do six ways to Kevin Bacon here, but it's going to be six mm. ways to Bushman. Heka Nut in Marvel Comics was a sorcerer who had frequent dealings with Amun-Ra, who, long story short, is the dad of Khonshu. Him and Khonshu are not cool. They don't like each other. Um, and his avatar, Amun-Ra's avatar, is the Sun King, a.k.a. Patient 86, who happens to be an enemy of Mark Spector and who also teams up with Bushman. Now, before the series started, we all kind of wondered would Arthur Harrow kind of be a combination of Patient 86, the Sun King, and the Arthur Harrow of the comics? And we still don't know. He could be. He could be. I doubt it. However, again, just... There could have been any priest, but they named them. And, you know, you know, Marvel doesn't do stuff without a purpose. It might not be a purpose for right now, but it could be a purpose down the road. So they're looking for an exit. Steven gets distracted by shiny things. He has a total Dory moment of like, oh, look, you know, there's snake skin and a, and a hand. It's regeneration going on up here. Meanwhile, I'm like, there's a severed hand on the table. Steven! Are you not seeing what I'm seeing, man? Come on. And then, you know, <laughs> she's Layla's all like, focus, man, focus. So then a Hecka priest appears. Again, we've seen this, right? This is the mummy. They've, they're dragging in one of Harrow's followers, the cop, Bobby Fitzgerald. He gets thrown up on the altar. They start to do mummification process while he's alive. It's, it is such a creepy horror moment. I was like, I watched it during the day. (laughs) I was like, oh, chills. (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, no, Marvel didn't shy away from that. Uh, Steven manages to save Layla by squashing that mummy. But again, I've seen these movies, right? You can squish them all you want. It just kind of slows them down. They eventually crawl back together, right? Oh, yeah. The first Pirates of the Caribbean. So nasty. (laughs) I had to laugh though. I think one of my favorite lines in that whole show is just when like Stephen like drops whatever on him and he's like, I squished him. (laughs) (laughs) And just so like Stephen like, he's like, Yes, very Stephen like. I was like, like, Cool, run. Yeah. (laughs) Like he was so proud of himself. He's like, Oh, I squished him. (laughs) I was like, Yes, yes, you did. (laughs) Yes, you did, bro. Oh, Stephen, bless him. So mm-hmm. Layla runs and she ends up in this like, you know, super narrow pathway over this massive abyss of a, you know, a cave. And it's totally was, again, that was very Indiana Jones 
esque to me that whole moment. She's grabbed by a mummy. She fights free, and then Arthur Harrow's literally standing on the other side of the chasm, watching this whole thing, like the blah 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 bleep bleep that he is. Um, I love how she calls him out to him, and he's like, "Oh, you did such an amazing job." And she's like, "Why do all the men like you have to be so condescending?" I was like, "Thank you." How are you going to watch me, like, fight off an undead mummy and then, like, slow clap for me, you jerk? Right. I was like, <laughs> wow. Okay, so Steven finds the throne room and, because he's smart, figures out who Amit's avatar was. And it is the lost tomb of Alexander the Great. This also has one of my favorite lines when he, in just a second, when he opens that tomb. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so Arthur is telling her that he knows about her father and that he basically insinuates Mark was in charge or responsible for her father's death. Okay. So she leaves with that kind of information. Stephen finds um, Amit's Ushapti inside the body of Alexander. But when he's like, first of all, before he opens it, he goes, oh, everything inside of me is telling me not to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. We've seen how this plays out. Okay. Yep. We don't read from the book of the dead. <laughs> we don't open the tomb. Come on, Stephen. Um, but he opens it and then he has to reach down into him. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Great. <laughs> you have no idea how sorry I am. <laughs> I was like, then don't do it. Me, I was like, Oh, that's gotta smell awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ew, the dry bits like, in the I'm air. I was like, I'm gagging for you. <clears throat> I know. I'm like, Steven, put a mask on. Seriously, mm, you're breathing in God, like right? mummy dust. <laughs> right? Um, oh my God. Ew. <laughs> so Layla finds uh, Steven in the tomb, in the throne room, and demands to talk to Mark. She wants to know what happened. He does admit that he was there when her father died. He says that he didn't kill her. That his partner, who is not named, but again, in the comics, it was Bushman, that his partner Mm -hmm. got greedy at this dig site. He executed everyone. Mark tried to save her father. He was also shot and left to die, which again, aligns with his comic book origin that he was left for dead and brought in front of Conchu's statue, who ended up saving his life. And in one of the like random little things that Marvel released, like in the last week or two, we see that. I think we're that think that's a moment that we see. Where you kind of see Conchu and Mark looks a little bloody and he puts the, and the suit's kind of wrapping around him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the, we're going to see it in like a flashback kind of thing. So Harrow comes in, Layla gets away-ish. I mean, she's hiding. I don't know if Harrow realizes she's there, but Harrow shoots Mark twice. We're all like, what? Oh my God, Mark got shot. He falls into the water to drown, but the water didn't look that deep. But Mark is sinking into like this abyss. And then there's a light. Everything fades to black. And then the light comes back. But now we're watching an old like VHS 4 by 3 ratio movie mm-hmm. called Doom Buster. That stars a Dr. Stephen Grant, complete with British accent. A young boy. Um, they're on this journey. Again, it's very Indiana Jones. They, see, they find skeleton remains. But they're looking for the statue. Where they find the statue of the lunar god of the Aztecs. Interesting. Lunar god. Conchu's god of the moon. Hmm. Anyways, the camera pans out. And we're watching it on a TV. Because we're actually inside of a mental hospital. 
and everyone Stephen has interacted with and props from each episode are inside this hospital. So you've got Crawley, the golden statue guy, calling out bingo numbers. There's a guy doing the Rubik's Cube, the waiter from the restaurant. Donna's holding a plush scarab. Both Bobby and Billy, the two cops, are orderlies, which totally aligns with the Lemire run of Moon Knight from 2016, which basically, if you want to know what's happening, that's the comic run you need to read because that's the one that they're pretty much pulling from. You got Beck with the cupcakes. The Forger is drawing a picture of Conchu. Even our buddy, Gus the Goldfish, is swimming in a bowl. Everybody's here. Even Layla. Interesting. She appears. She's eating that same uh, like white marshmallow-looking candy that she was eating in episode three. Mark is wheeled in. He's been sedated, you can tell. He's tied to the wheelchair by the same ankle restraints we saw him use on his bed. And he gets up when he looks in the mirror because he's looking for Steven. But it's not Steven in the mirror. It's definitely him because the, you know, the reflection is moving and whatever, reacting as he is. He falls and he's holding a Moon Knight action figure. So, again, all of this relates to the 2016 Moon Knight run where Mark believes he's in a mental hospital because it's an illusion created by Amit where... She in the comics, she she plays the doctor. She basically makes him believe he's been there for almost his whole life, right? Since he was a kid. However, it's just an illusion, but it's something he has to break free from. There's even which I love. They kind of swapped it. So in this show, Stephen Grant is the movie star of the Tomb Buster, but in the comic book, Stephen Grant is the movie director, and like Mark Spector is in the you know, the production of this crazy space, you know, detective thing. It's hilarious. It's a, it's a great, you know, read. If you want to read the comics, totally read that. So now Mark is sitting there listening to Dr. Harrow, who is just trying to help Mark. (laughs) You know, he's just, he's dressed very differently. He looks more like a therapist than a cult leader. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Or, yeah, 70s, 80s. So this is all very Maybe Legion. 80s, yeah. If you've watched it's, Legion. Oh, my God. It's so it's Legion. So, it's very Legion, which is what made me scream out at first because I was like, oh, my God, this is like Legion. And I love Legion. So, yeah. So Harrow's in there trying to be playing the good doctor. But he's not the good doctor. In fact, Mark notices by looking in the mirror that Arthur looks the same in the mirror. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of stuff in this office if you look around. There's like the picture of the town from episode one, the canopic jars that we saw earlier in this episode. There's Egyptian artifacts. And yes, he has a walking cane, but in the mirror, it's still Amit's like staff that he uses. So Mark's sedation begins to wear off. And he's like, wait a minute, you shot me. Of course, Arthur is like, oh, yeah, Mark, I just want to help you, blah, blah, blah. I, I, too, have suffered from mental breaks. And, you know, we just, I'm just here for you. Anyways, Mark gets out of the office. He's running. And it's interesting enough, like, the lights are swaying back and forth. So I'm like, is he on a ship or is this just all part of the illusion falling apart? So he's running and running. He hides in a room. And there's a sarcophagus on the floor, kind of shaking and trembling, and we hear Stephen's voice. Mark opens it, and it's Stephen. 
But it's not Stephen in a reflection. It's actually Stephen standing in the room. And they hug each other, which I thought was so sweet. And like part of Mark's journey of accepting that these different identities are helpful for him and not hindrances. But I was like, oh, they hugged. That's so sweet. And of course, they're both like, how is this even possible? We don't have time to figure it out. I'm like, good. Don't take time to figure this out. You're literally stuck in like a mind loop. You need to get out of that first. Then we'll worry about how it's possible you're in the same room. So they're, they're going down the hallway. They're trying to find a way out. They pass another room. This time, the door's open. A sarcophagus is standing up, and someone is very, like, forcefully knocking. They choose to ignore it. So I think that's Jake Lockley, his other identity that we've kind of seen glimpse of, glimpses of, wanting to get out. So just let him I, out, yeah, guys. Come on. I was kind of hoping they would pop it open, but they didn't. And I was like, oh, man, I just... Come on. I want to see it. I almost feel like at this point we might not see, visibly see Jake until the last episode. Almost at the end, you know? Like, they're just going to save it. Maybe. Because I, I feel like that would have been a great time for them to open it and then Mark and Stephen be like, well, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm Jake or might, maybe we'll get him at the very beginning of five. Maybe if they go backwards. Or maybe because they're, I think she's friendly. The goddess that looks like a hippo. Maybe she'll be like, hey, we got to go get your other personality or identity to help you out. And they'll be like, right. <laughs> also, can I just say how I died when she goes, hi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jeez. And they're like, ah! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Steven was like backing up, trying to grab towels. I was like, what is that going to do against a hippo? <laughs> oh my God, Josh. So funny. I hope I'm twa. Tuareg. I don't know if I'm saying that right, which is why I didn't say it, but T-A-W-E-R-E-T is how you spell it. And she is the goddess of childbirth and fertility. So interesting that they bring her in. She's not in the comics. Well, that's why they got um, the towels. Yeah. <laughs> there you go for the childbirth. <laughs> but she seems friendly. Stephen and I knew. Know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, that's the thing, though. I'm like, Stephen, you should know enough about hippos to know that you can't stop them with a a white hospital towel come on now but I just I loved it I was like she was so pleasant and (laughs) she was so funny she's just like oh hi and it's like I expect Minnie Mouse to stop and just be like oh hi gang like hi (laughs) but their reaction was so funny they were terrified I was like but wait I mean honestly I mean I guess I, I guess I understand it. At the same time, I'm like, bro, you talk to the skeleton bird guy, you know, right? For can't real, you? For real. <laughs> and that doesn't phase you hippo? at all. But this hippo who's super friendly and doesn't look like she's dying. Nope. <laughs> you're like screaming. Yeah. And your counterpart here just stuck his hand down some dead sarcophagus to be like, oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The guys. Hang on. Oh, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, bless their little hearts. Um, interesting enough, though, like I said, if you want to go back to episodes, this is what I'm saying. I'm kind of been saying all along, when you go back and watch the other episodes now, you'll see stuff that you've kind of seen in this uh, mental hospital. So we've seen her before, not walking around and waving hi, but she was in plushy form 
mm-hmm. in episode at one. The, at the <laughs> She's in like the gift shop when he was doing mm-hmm. inventory. So it's funny. <laughs> Donna, take these hippos. <laughs> Yes. And the fact she's holding the plush scarab that was in episode one, too. I was like, oh, Donna. Oh, that Donna. Uh-huh. She's a mess. Yeah, it was well, so good. Oh, I can't wait till five and see like how this progresses. <laughs> but yeah, the, the total Legion feel has just got me like, yes, queen. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Marvel, for all of this. This mm-hmm. is I like I tweeted, I was like, this is like the mummy and Legion in all the best ways. <laughs> and I love mm-hmm. the mummy. And we're talking Brendan Fraser mummy. Okay, let's be clear. The original yeah, oh, yeah. Mummy. I knew the what mummy. you meant. I know. I'm just making clear for anybody who was like, oh, the Tom Cruise. No, not the Tom Cruise. Mm, yeah, so yeah. this is like let's Brendan Fraser. This isn't like stand here. No. So we got Brendan Fraser's <laughs> mummy, which we all love. It's like beautiful. Meets Legion FX. And oh my God, I just, I love it. I love it so much. I love that it's getting weird. I love that it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's so great. And I like, I had a feeling it was coming right because they showed him very briefly in the, it was either the teaser trailer or the first full trailer of him like, kind of smacking at his head and he looked like he was in a hospital, right? He was wearing all Mm -hmm. white. The background was all white and knowing what I know of the comics, I was like, okay, they're going to go that route, but I didn't know when or where they were going to pull that trigger. And Holy wow. This was the perfect way to do it because Mm -hmm. when it faded back in and we were watching a movie, I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Why are we watching this old movie? And then he was like, you're the best Dr. Grant or whatever. And I was like, Oh, that's what's happening. (laughs) Yes. That was so, Oh, it's so well done. Oh, like well done. Bow down to Muhammad Diab and the rest of the Moon Knight crew. Cause Holy. Yes. All of it. Obsessed. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed. This is so as long as four, five, and six hold out, and I think they will. This this might be my favorite MCU series so far. It's been kind of tied with Wandavision, but man, I think I, don't know, I think it's going to edge out Wandavision by the end for me. Just I'm just saying, it's so good. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard for me to say because like I like them for different reasons like this is definitely darker in like a, which is like your thing well it is <laughs> unhappy it is. Ending. sure yes i mean i like that well wandavision definitely was not a happy ending and I that's that true but that one made me cry so i think it kind of has to lose points for that in the end <laughs> well for you for me can I moon Knight like, not yes. make me cry that would be great <laughs> but this is just such a, such a weird dark comic anyway oh for and sure not that not that things with Scarlet Witch and Wanda Maximoff are not weird and dark in their own way, but just like these are, I mean, it's almost night and day, like not to be ironic because, you know, this is <laughs> day and night because, <laughs> you know, this is night, but like I just in general, like they're dark in different ways, I guess, if that, you know, makes sense. So like, no, it makes sense. I think this final, the final battle will seal it for me one yeah. way or the other. But I mean, it gets bonus points because of the the Legion kind of feel. Oh, 100%. So for me, I'm like, oh, man, 
Legion's my favorite non-canon MCU show. So, you know, like, oh, yes. All you need is David Holler. I would die. I would literally die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my soul would leave my body. <laughs> All just... I have to say is, like, a random cameo, like, of him sitting in, like, the hospital somewhere would be so epic. <laughs> I would die. I would tell you, I would die. I'm still holding out hope that we get him, Dan Stevens, David Holler. Somewhere in the MCU. Come on. He was so good. He really was. But we digress. So. He's good at everything. Yeah. He he is very good at everything. All right. We digress. We digress. But. All right. Well. Thank you for tuning in. We cannot wait to talk next week. We can't wait to see next week. Talk next week. Theorize about where it's going after next week. (laughs) All the things. We cannot wait to talk all the things with you when it comes to Moon Knight. So join us as we break down episode five, talk Easter eggs and theories. Also, if you see anything between now and then, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine or at that Ashley Aaron. And until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.